After a skinny win for the Europa League, Benfica filled their belly with a goal gluttony against Vizela. But what Benfica will we have in France? The hungry Benfica or the keto Benfica? That and much more. And then tonight, another part. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Quiero Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quiero um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. With you always, with me also, Dave D'Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? What's going on, Alfredo? Good to be back on uh, here tonight. Freddie's already active in the uh, ch chat, so shout out to uh, the Freddies who are already uh, ready. Uh, I don't know if we want to, is this a therapy session? Maybe after Thursday's uh, game would have been a therapy session, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, we're nice and full, like you said after the uh, performance on Sunday. Yeah, but uh, good to be back on. Also with us, the man, the myth, the legend, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, Cristiano? Tudo bem? Well, uh, I don't know so much about the legend. I mean, I'm gonna have to come up with a David Metz performance on this podcast because <laughs> I've seen I've been uh, I've been bypassed by. David the Oliver in the introduction, you know, Dave, you, you're, you're second now. I mean, I'm it gonna threw, have to it come threw up me with a for a little bit. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's the the presence, uh, the counts, the well, appearance counts. I think Dave has surpassed you now, so Dave gets to get introduced second, and you third. Dave, I'm not. I'm gonna pull the Vietnamese. I'm not passing the ball today, bro. I gotta perform. <laughs> Pressure's on me today. What's going on, Freddy's? Welcome. Thank you for joining the Bifiga Podcast once again. Smash. The like button smash the like button let me uh go ahead and and say uh, quite a, a couple people that i've never seen before mel Gacious annoying accent reviews vam zimbara uh tony fig uh diogo reis Bilak the silva that's a that's a new one welcome was did didn't we have a player Bilak? No, that we had a player. No, that was, yeah, a, was. A the, singer. Little, the little oh. Moroccan guy, whatever oh. he came from, PSV or Ajax. Ajax oh, it wasn't. You know it, wasn't it wasn't. B -Lock. It, it was B -Lock. Uh, Bilal. Jason, Jason Gaidola, Manny Valadon, Vam Jimbara. They're all here. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. On tap for tonight, we're going to recap the Toulouse game. We're also going to recap the 6-1 win against Vizela. And we'll wrap it up by looking at the second leg at France and also Portimonense, which comes up uh, this weekend. So thank you for, for being here. For those of you who are watching live, thanks for your presence. For those of you who are going to listen later or watch it later on YouTube, uh, thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Um, we certainly appreciate that. Let's get ready. This, uh, Go ahead, Chris. Alfredo, just got to say, this Malgacious, annoying accent review, this guy's got to be from the tri-state area. He's he says long-time listener be a, on the podcast, first time he, live. Yeah, exactly. He's that. You know what that, you know that comes from, right? Mike What's, and the Mad Dog. 
First oh, really? time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so he's got to be a he's he's got to be a tri-state area guy. He's got to be a Mike and a Mad Dog guy. I'm gonna because go- that's where he became famous. Uh, first time, a uh, long time, first or whatever. So watch, I'm telling you, oh. he's gonna be around here. Belak is Bob, oh, uh, Bob the Bilak, Bob the Builder. Bob the bi- <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like it's like when you watch when your kids are watching Dora the Explorer, and then all of a sudden Dora grows up. It, there's uh, Bilak. He was Bob the Builder. Now he's he's a little older, so now he's Bilak the Silva. Bob the Builder, Bilak the Silva. That that sounds pretty good. That rhymes. I don't know. Does it? <laughs> anyway, it sounds like Portuguese politics. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let let's get into this uh, Toulouse game. Bifico opened up their Europa League. Um, knockout stages against Toulouse at Stade Luz this past Thursday. Truben was in goal. Aushin, Silva, Otamendi, and Carreras. Uh, Neves and Coxu were in the middle. Di Maria, João Mario, Rafa, and Cabral were the 11 that Roger Schmidt lined up with. Uh, expected to see Carreras? Yes. Uh, didn't expect to see João, João Mario, uh, maybe bad, right? But I, I do understand that Bas coming off an injury, so he's taking his his sweet time and get getting him back and uh, making sure that he do, he's not logging in a lot of minutes. Uh, so uh, Auschwitz was again on um, on on the right hand side of the defense, which is not uncommon, as you guys know. Um, Controlling, yeah, look, the story of the game, there's not much to, to the story of the game. Um, Befica controlling the game, uh, first half, Rafa hits the crossbar, uh, crossbar at 38, uh, lots of possession for Benfica. That was a mistake, bro. He didn't mean that shit. He lollipopped <laughs> he, it. He, he shanked Come it on, off his shit. He lollipopped it. <laughs> he yeah, shanked. he lollipopped it. I don't think he meant that. Honestly, I think it was just like, hey, let's no. like continue. Uh, and uh, despite Benfica controlling the the half uh, in terms of possession and initiative, there wasn't much in terms of uh, chances being created. That one in particular is probably the one that I remember. Uh, second half, Benfica comes back for the second half. In the 59th minute, Neres comes in for João Mario. Ba comes in for Carrera, which didn't have a very good uh, first half, but I, I don't think any uh, anybody on the Benfica team had a, a stellar first half, but Carreras, you know, he's he's still um, he's still learning. He's a lot better going forward than he is defending. I, I think that we we were all going to know that. Uh, at the, even when Grimaldo first joined the team, uh, that was the thing that he had. He was much better going forward because the teams that these guys have come from, especially as kids, right? Uh, Grimaldo came from Barca. Carreras came from uh, Real Madrid, even though he spent some time at Coruña. That's where he got started. But these are teams that that are Man just... United, Man United, Man United. No, he no. came from Man United. But before Man United, where did he come from? Cabal, same as he came from. Right, United. But okay, but, but we can make the same. Com- but we can make the same comparison, right? The comparison is that see. they're used to teams that are always on the attack, so they're defensive game doesn't get worked on and doesn't get tested as much when you're playing for a team that all they do they have this volume of uh, of attack uh so look it, it's good to get uh, to get minutes out there um 
like I said, sixty. All right, thanks. That was a good. That was that was a pretty good roundup of the game, Alfredo. Today we can just go home now, right? <laughs> no, uh, let's leave it off on a positive note. Yeah. No, Mo- just, moving on to the next game. No, I just uh, I wanted to um I I wanted to uh I didn't even change the topic here, but I went I wanted to say something. I just want to wrap it up real quick. Sixty-eight minute PK uh, for for Di Maria uh, put us up one nothing. A PK that uh, that kind of fell out of the the sky the sky literally right. <laughs> um, a little bit of dumb head move uh, by the defender too loose jumping with his arm forward ended up uh, hitting the ball with his arm and it was a penalty kick. Uh, and uh, Benfica would go ahead. 75th minute, 1-1. One, one. Uh, a lot of ball watching by Benfica allowing Toulouse uh, to get that goal uh, with a player coming up on the far post, second post, all clear of marking and able to uh, get that goal, the tying goal. Uh, 87th minute, Marcos Leonardo comes in for Cabral. And 90 plus 7, uh, another dumb head uh, play by the Toulouse defender stepping on Marcos Leonardo this time. Di Maria uh, put it away, and Benfica walked away with a 2-1 uh, lead. Um, under underperformance against the team that is uh, th- that's struggling in, in France. Uh, the, and that is a much lower level than Benfica, if you, if you will, right? I think that Benfica had, on paper, they should have done a lot better than what they did against this Toulouse. They should have gone to France with the... With the with the fixture already settled, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. Um, anyway, two one. We now take it uh, Thursday to uh, to France. Uh, Dave, you have any stats on this? You guys want to talk about? We could talk about this. The what our expectations are for the second leg. Well, yeah. Oh, Chris, what do you? Before I get into some stats, what do you? Uh, you got anything to chime in? You're laughing. There. Chris just wants to move no, on to no. the next topic. No, no, I mean, you já fizeste o trabalho todo, meu amigo. Now it's time to go out. Uh, look, I, I guess before David gets to the stats, the only thing I would say is because you've already resumed the whole game so beautifully, I'll just say that the best thing to come out of this game was the eight year old interview on, on, on Sam TV <laughs> afterwards talking about the dream. That was the best thing I could come up with because the rest of the game was a snooze fest. As you said, two chances, two penalties came out of Lucille. Um, Roger Smith still doesn't understand how he won this game. And, and then, look, I, I'd rather just talk about the interview from the little kid because I'm going to save most of my criticism from Roger Smith because I think I've done a whole lot of that in, in the last few podcasts. But I'm going to save that for the next game because, again, you can criticize any states after the, the, the next game himself that, well, you know, no matter what I do, I'm going to be criticized. Well, I mean, that, that, that's what happens when you take, a, take on a big team job. But we'll get into that in a second. So, yeah, I think – Referring back to this game, the best thing to come out was that interview. I thought that little kid resumed everything perfectly, just like you did right now with, with, with you know, your explanation of what went on in this game. Not with myself, Zid. You know what I mean? Benfica was expected to to dominate this game. You know, not dominate, but I should say was expected to put this this um, this team away. This, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the Whatever the two-legged affair away. Um should have come away with a comfortable win, but Benfica played like like Diogo Ray says, and it's it's something I was trying to put it myself into those words. But yeah, Benfica played not to lose. They played against to lose, to lose, not to lose, and and it's just <laughs> one of those boring, like uninspired that. performances by Benfica that if 
God forbid we don't get a positive result in Toulouse, France, in the second leg. We're going to be looking back at this first leg as just another disappointment. But at the end of the day, nobody really cares about it because everyone's just so focused in winning the Campeonato because we've seen that that's all everyone cares about is winning the Campeonato, that these European competitions become secondary. But how about I mean, just it's it's a little bit of the same. I mean, you just repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. It just Virodis week after week. Amazing. But then, but then going into the next game, kind of surprises all. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah, coming into this game was just Virodis Stockholm mesmo. Team was uninspired. Um, very few changes. Very few uh, goal occasions. You talk about that, Rafa. I think again, I, I don't even think he meant that. Um, or even shanked it or whatever to, whatever you want to use. And it's just, I use the word already three times at least, and I'm going to use it more times. It's very uninspiring. And, and it's 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 sad as a Benfica to sit there and you put so much energy into changing your life, or not changing your life, but changing things around your life to make sure that you're in, you're in front of a TV or you're going to the stadium, whatever it is, you however it is that you listen or watch the games, and you, and, and, and you see these 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 performances and the coach is sitting on the sideline as the kid said with his hands in his pocket dreaming that he's up 4-0 daydreaming you know what i mean uh i think honestly that was the best thing to come out of that day that was, was that a, little kid's interview that, was think, classic. that kid that kid he should be on, on Bifika fm or Bifika internet should get him a, should get him a microphone that kid's phenomenal yeah, we need that... to uh, clip. We need to clip that uh audio clip and add it to the soundboard too yeah and use it as a drop no, it's going to go down as one of those clips that everybody will uh, regurgitate every now and again. Just like that guy, that clip of that guy that when we play Porto, vamos foder esses filhos da puta, So that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a classic clip. Um that illustrates what Roger Schmidt is is basically been uh, very common. I don't know what game. I, I I don't know. Sometimes I question what game I watch. If I watch the game upside down or some of our Freddies watch. Because SOBs, E-E-E-S was saying, come on, guys. Benfica had 19 shots on goal in the first 60 minutes. When? I mean, what game? You want to tell me. I don't know what game he's talking about. Toulouse had one shot all game. Hey, is the one that counted. And the one that counted is the one off of a coach's decision to put Austin as a left back and Austin's ball wide. And again, like I said, I'm going to save my criticism play around. But again, that's. Wait, wait, wait. Come well. on. If you're going to save your criticisms for a game that we won 6 1 and not a game that we squeak, squeak. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's plenty. Dave, Dave, if you're going to criticize, do it when you're on top, not when you're on the bottom. If you're yeah. going to cry about something. This is what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, though, where we're, uh, we're uh, a bunch of, what is it, finical or. Uh, we're fickle, just picking at, uh, at stones here. When we went six one, and we're still going to criticize the the guy. I know yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm you, in the minority. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping I'm in the minority, but I, I think I, this is going to be. Uh, I'm already shaping up that I have to defend Roger uh, on a six one. Dave, what you're doing right now is a red card offense. You are premature ejaculating right now. It's a red card offense. You have no clue what I'm going to say yet, but you're being critical of it. So. Let's hold down on the premature, you know, thingamajig. And we'll get okay. to that. Let's talk about Toulouse. Because I'm pretty sure Capitan wants his stats. But I'm still trying to find – Dave, find me those 19 shots in the first half. I, in the first I, I don't, I don't least, remember that, dude. Were, were there were there 19 attempts? Because shots on goal, I don't, don't recall. I, I'm seeing that there was only 15 
uh, all game, but let me see. I gotta check a couple of other sites here because I'm not seeing 19 on uh, first half here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Moonwem says, "God, God bless that kid's dad." Very intelligent kid. And he was <laughs> not a day older than ten. <laughs> exactly. That that was the best thing. That little kid was, bro. He could he could take some of the guys' jobs on Sam TV. He's he's, he's ready. ready. He's ready. Dude, I don't I don't remember Benfica having that many shots. Nineteen shots and eighteen of them were blocked. Dave, go 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 on. Well, but, uh, go but then, on but hold on, but hold on, hold on. But that's but those aren't shots then. Well, that's the only explanation I can I can find. Well, well, I, I swear I, I don't remember about, that many shots. I care about shots on goal that actually make it to the goal, not a shot that you take and hits a corner flag. I don't care about those shots. The, I mean, uh, if you're doing that, you're not really creating much. SLBS is yes, saying the announcer said they had uh, 19 shots on goal around the 60 minute mark. Dave, you you up on the stats yet or no? No, Dave just told you. I'm on goal point Wait, no, no, I'm checking goal point. I don't think goal point has uh, UF uh, stats. You'd be better off. Well, at at half at time they had twelve shots. But if he got twelve shots, twelve shots. So then they they needed. How many Uh, were on goal? They needed. They needed. All they needed was seven shots more in the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, according. And if we're gonna go with what SOBs is saying. Right. Only one on goal, though. I had so twelve and uh, <laughs> only one on, on goal. The, the one on crossbar. The one on the crossbar. The, yeah. In the no, that half. doesn't count. That doesn't count. That as doesn't a count as a goal. shot on goal. No. No, I don't know why. That's crazy. I would say, so if you're a post or the, but it's not on goal. I would say the posts so are goal. the limits of goal. Everything else. No, but but no, but it's yeah. It, apparently, it doesn't count. It doesn't count a shot <clears> on goal. Yeah. Let me. Um, Chris, Malgishis is, is from Coimbra, still li- living in Aljubarrota. I just like to listen to you guys. Oh, we we appreciate that. Where 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 is Aljubarrota? I'm not too far from Coimbra. Uh, no, 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 A big important, a big important battle in Aljubarrota. Perhaps one of the biggest battles in Portugal uh, was in Aljubarrota. You got to you got to yeah, research. Yeah, that might have been a little bit before my time, Alfredo. I have a feeling it was before my time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, so Barrota is in Coimbra? It's close by. I think. It's Every in, time we get into the geography. Malgatius, if you listen If you listen to this podcast, you know we're not good at geography, man. We're not good. Malgatius says Carreras uh, provides similar option as Grimaldo, but still innocuous in the final third. Epa, cuidado com essas palavras, pá. Mas ele disse it's near Alcovaça. Alcovaça is not in Coimbra. Isn't Alcovaça like in Lisbon or something like that? No, Alcovaça is a little bit. No, uh, not Lisbon. It's a little yeah, bit. It's, it's central. It's central. Oh, 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 oh Malgatius. Epa, ajuda a gente, bro. Like, <laughs> see, I'm from a little town in Aveiro. I don't, I don't go tell the name of the town. You're never going to know what it is. So I just say Aveiro. Quem é que não conhece a Gafanha, a Gafanha de Nazaré? The Portugal's uh, porn capital. Everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, so that's why Chris has OnlyFans. <laughs> Portugal's uh, capital of porn is uh, is in Gafanha. Everybody knows that. 
Alvaça e sem esperto Nazaré. Ah, tá bom, pronto, então tá isso. A Nazaré é o pé do mar, Chris. That's all you need to know. Which Nazaré? Gafanha da Nazaré? Nazaré, Nazaré, Nazaré. Nazaré, Nazaré. Many Valadonses, geography and Portuguese history in this pod gets sketchy. No, man. That's why we don't, you know, we don't, we don't try. Okay. Alcobaças em Leiria. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Aradas, Cristiano, what else Aradas? Eu tô fudido, yeah, eu... Guys, I, I, I struggle with I think he means Caradas. Caradas, the striker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Nuno M is saying, hey, Nuno, long time no speak, man. Uh, is it possible to start and finish a game with proper fullbacks? I don't know, is it? It's anybody's guess. Um, Nuno also says, God bless that kid. Uh, that very intelligent. I think you read that already. That is very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Was a, a day older than ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was dressed to the nines, right? Scarf on his head, sh kit, everything. Yeah. Um, the only thing that messed up that shot was that dude coming through and screaming. Had he not, because that would have been a perfect clip. That little dude. That he, he, I mean, he yeah. he put it perfectly, man. Yeah. He put it perfectly. Um, Roger Schmidt at times leaves a lot to be desired, and as I've said. And again, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to continue to toot my own horn. But as I've said on many podcasts here in, in the past, and I think and I've noticed that now it's starting to be a trend among social media. And I'm not saying I'm the starter, but I've been saying this for a long time, which is it takes a moment of individual brilliance to salvage a game for Benfica. It is not the collective of the team. It's a moment of brilliance by one of our best players on the field that's able to, to decide a game. And Rodgers being bailed out this time, it wasn't even a moment of brilliance by any of the players. It was more of a moment of stupidity from the opponent deciding to jump up with his arm. I just don't understand. If that was my center back, I'd find him. And, and I'd sit him or I'd sit his ass for a couple of he weeks. Pulled he, he, he pulled the He pulled the tunnel. Remember tunnel? And then, yeah, of course, Sporting. And then, You go back, you fast forward to that one in the 90-whatever-was minute uh, where he just happens to step. I don't think it was intentional, but again, intention or no intention. It's a penalty. It's a clear penalty. And again, Benfica comes away and Roger Schmidt walks away from this game with a 2-1 to -one victory. Very sick, very dry, right? But again, at the end of the day, a win is a win. A win is a win. And you move on and the draw in the road is going to be enough to get you on to the next round. But again, it just leaves a lot of questions. Roger Schmidt, in the game that you absolutely have to win against a team that you are expected to win, you are expected to be at home, at the start of the lose, needing a goal, takes out a striker to bring in another striker in the 88th minute. And then, as dumb as that move might have sounded to you, he gets bailed out by that same player getting stepped on four minutes later. It's like, oh, genius. And it's like, <laughs> my man... My man, he has it's, got the shiny star on his side because, bro, that, that to me, I don't know what to call it. Like, you go from having the script ready to rip him apart, and then he gets bailed out by that, by that penalty. You're like, oh, genius. See, I put him in and he created a penalty. I knew what I was doing. It's still a very uninspiring victory, but yep. he gets bailed out. Yeah, I just... Dave, my man, he, he must light up all of the, the, the candles at the cathedral before every game because uh, he gets every break, it seems. It was good to see that stomp call uh, 
called against us because uh, you never get that in Portugal, right? Called we, for us. It always gets called against. It gets uh, called against. Not us. against us. Against no, us. against us with uh, the us. red card and but not never for us. So it's good to see that uh, those calls exist for us. Yeah. Not uh, not that we're going to complain, but. There we go, Chris. I was you said you were gonna save your criticisms for the the next game, <laughs> peraí, but peraí. we finally we finally we finally got it out of you. There was uh, there was some criticism Rogers way. Well, you know how it is. You give me you give me rambling. You're gonna get stuff. Out <laughs> you give me, me a I rope. Mean, I'm, I'm 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 easy, bro. I'm easy. You know what I mean? Just yeah, you talking. I'll give Chris talking. a rope when you when you uh, when you realize it's uh, ten. Nah, you don't give me a rope. I'm never gonna hang myself, Alfredo. I always find a way to give myself a nod and get out of it. But Chris, you like yeah, you, you, you ever you. saw that? Uh, you ever seen those uh, the bullfights in the Ilha Terceira where they tie uh, yes. the ropes on the bull? Yes, yeah. It's like you. Yes. We we give you the rope and you just go and fucking gore everyone. That's what you do. <laughs> or, is he, or is he the bull? Or is yeah, he's the, the bull. bull. Chris no, I'm is like the bull. bull I just got a rope. You I just... got a rope to, to, <laughs> fake, to fake the funk. Like, yeah, we're going to reel them in. But yeah, yeah, the bull. They, I, I guess they've never really seen because the bull's got the rope and they're supposed to like, hold them back, but they eat yeah. bananas. You, you reel them in. When like... he's getting way too far, you reel them in. That's what we have to do with Chris. You give him rope, let him go. Let him go gore some guys, go hit some guys. Um, like a bull in a china shop. And then uh, when you need to bring Chris back in, you just tug on a rope. Here he comes. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not goring anybody. I think what I'm saying is 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 realistic and it's honest. I yeah, think if it's I anyone that, that's watching. If I were to say something, I would say that that you you kind of you you're not goring, but you're definitely poking on Roger Schmidt. No, but it's not. Again, a poke is when <laughs> you're you might be the only one that's seeing something and you're poking somebody, right? Yeah. I think I think this is something that's there for everyone to see. Yeah. I think this team is not played up to the level that we all expect. I think this team had a, as as I said before a, a, a very weak performance against a club that with all due respect they're playing in the French league yada 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 and, and you put them in the Portuguese league they probably wouldn't be in 16th place like they are in, in, in Ligue 1. But at the same time with all that being said you still expect it to handle this team at home. The key thing is here is at home. Yeah. Comfortably. And comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't create any scoring chances. I mean, it was just a lot of back and forth. A lot, a lot of sideways of Tomala, And then again, Roger Schmidt invents, puts in a guy that's been playing right back all year. Now you put him at left back. He gets bought. And again, whether it was a fortuitous bounce or not, Credit to the dude to, to, to get the ball on net and, and, and score that goal. It was a nice finish by him, but Arlefak was ball watching because he is not accustomed to playing in that position. Right. But Roger Schmidt insists on having this guy on the field every single second of every single game. Um, and so he'll move everyone around, right? But instead of moving the people that need to be at the right place, he just decides to move everyone else around rather than have people in their comfortable places. And it's like I'm not trying to be negative because at the end of the day – he, the, the 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 believers, the defenders, are going to tell me I'm the one that's crazy because, look, at the end of the day, it's another W, right? And then you see the tweets and whatever it is, that he's the winningest coach of all time. Da, 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 da. Because people are just, look, at the end of the day, the most important thing is getting the W. And as long as he keeps getting these individual performances and then these miracle penalties out of nowhere and he keeps stacking up the Ws, we're all going to be content. 
But I'm a guy that I look further down the line a lot, and, and I'm preoccupied based on the way the team yeah. is playing. It's playing because I think I made these words famous here on the podcast over the years. It is easy or easier to do these such things against monkeys. Against monkeys, it's very easy. Let me see when the competition level goes up. And then it, things aren't going to come so easy. And so, look, there's there's huge importance someone in this campeonato. Sporting is 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 hitting on all cylinders. And, and Benfica, even though they're, they're still getting away with the three points, but it's not clean. And there's a lot yeah. there that needs to be cleaned up. There's a lot there that this coach and this team can work on. And you hope that they do, Dave. You understand? This has been months now. This is not game four, game five. They're still kicking, you know, getting kicking out the kinks and and straightening things out, right? This is already we're almost in March. Okay, there's yep. two months, two and a half months left of the season, and we're still going through the struggles at this point that we went through at the beginning of the, of the season. We've brought in new players to strengthen this roster to give this man more options because God knows at the end of last season, the dudes were absolutely dead and he's not getting the best out of these guys. He's still not using these guys. And so in a game like this, where it's an opportunity for him to play the kid left back, who you now on your, on your second choice left back or whatever, your second acquisition, because you got Jurassic and then this guy and you're still not playing him. And then you're making dumb substitutions when you need goals. You're taking out strikers. You're taking out your goal score. And like it's just like, fuck, what's going on? And so, I get what you're saying, Dave. We won the game. We move on. But there are red flags, man. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags. And I and like you, and I'm, I'm gonna finish real quick. And like you go, like you tell me, push a corda. No, I'm just last point. Like you go tells me on a daily basis because we talk daily. And his famous words are, bro, no game is alike, all right? Every game is there just because they weren't up for this game doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to be up for the next game and the game after that. I understand, but there are signs, right, that things aren't going well and this coach is, is unwilling to change. Well, the biggest and thing so, the biggest thing is that when you perform like that, you're much closer to losing games than you are winning games. And I think this is all what we're kind of really – hesitant about this whole thing but at the end of the day if Benfica wins this championship right if Benfica wins this championship the only thing that people are going to remember is that you beaten your your direct rivals every single time because you're going to need to do that in order to win the championship if you do win the championship nobody's going to uh remember these miserable performances but everybody's going to remember that he's beaten braga he's beaten sporting he's been he's beaten porto and now we got the second leg with a with a game against sporting on the horizon a couple games against sporting on the horizon and if we win the championship that's all we're going to remember Roger Schmidt by. In the season where he didn't play that well, he beat our main rivals, and that made the difference. Uh, let me read some some comments here. Diogo Reis says, shot attempts are like going to the dance and saying, epa, ela quase como vou para casa. <laughs> Who said that? Diogo Reis. Diogo Reis. Diogo Reis bringing a funny. Uh, he always does, on Instagram and on here. Uh, SLBES, Coimbra, greatest city in Portugal. 
let's see what else uh, we got here. Uh, SLBE, yes. Now that uh, we have Nerz back, I'm hoping for a better second half of the season. No comment. Yeah, but for that, he's got to... He's going to have to be used. I, I've said it here, and you guys have heard it, uh, especially this season, right, that we're stacked, that Rogers' biggest challenge is to manage the squad, to get all the guys in that are supposed to be in, to use them in the right positions, to manage some of the egos, and to give playing time to the guys that really make a difference. Um, and we're not talking about, you know, Auschwitz has done great, but does Auschwitz need to play every single game? Does Jean Mario need to play every single game? Um, so, uh, what are, what are your expectations? What are you guys' expectations in terms of our, this second leg in Toulouse? Uh, do you think we're just going to go there and manage the game? Do you think that Toulouse is going to be a little over eager because they felt they got, uh, the short end of the stick with two penalties. They were quite aggravated at the end of the game. The president was very aggravated. So do you think they're going to have a, a chip on their shoulders? Dave, I'll, I'll start with you. Do you think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder? Do you think they're going to give Benfica less respect because they don't have anything to lose? And <laughs> sorry. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> What do you think, Dave? I think they they can they've already shown in the first leg that they can hang in with the big boys, uh, so to say. So they really again don't have anything to lose, and and they should just continue playing uh, the way they they played, right? Because the only chance that they had in that first leg, they capitalized on it. So a couple of chances like that, and if our defense is caught sleeping, it's going to be a, a long day here for us. And how we got to uh, approach it, I would just continue on. Uh, Come out on the attacking foot. Don't sit back and play like a, you've got the uh, the advantage, which you do. But you need to go and build on that advantage because we've seen in the past when this team puts it in cruise control, they uh, they tend to uh, concede, and then we're playing catch up uh, in the final stages of of matches, which uh, we shouldn't against a, a lesser opposition uh, like uh, Toulouse here. So hopefully the team's able to put it. Uh, put some goals in the first half and then able to put it into somewhat of a cruise control in the second half here. Mm -hmm. But if it's still 0-0 or if we're down at halftime, uh, something's gone uh, terribly wrong. Yeah. Chris, do you uh, do you see Nersh starting this game? Um, That's a good question. Uh, but probably not. Probably not because you know he's going to insist on Austin is Joao Mario. Di Maria calls the shots. He's going to want to play. And so Nettis is going to be the guy missing out unless he decides to say Rafa, which I don't see that as well. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately for the Vinettis, I know he had a tremendous game over the weekend. But, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just based on – I'm going based on what I've seen this coach do over the last eight months, right? And – What he's done, what his decisions indicate to me is that he's net is unfortunately going to be the guy missing out. I just don't see him all of a sudden, yeah, just having this switch go off in his head, like, oh yeah, oh by the way, I got these great guys. Let, let me give these other guys a break. I just don't see it because at the end of the day, Benfica can't go into Toulouse and lose this game. I think that with their performance at the start of Toulouse. They've allowed this team to believe that they yep. can hang in there and that they can play with Benfica. 
And they're going to think, look, look at what we've done in their stadium. Yes, we didn't create much offensively, but that was by design. We wanted to sit back and them on a counter. We knew they were favored, and the pressure was all on them, and we were able to come out you know, with the 2-1 to one deficit. Yeah. Now going home, we should be able to overturn it. So these, this team is going home believing. Right. And I think Benfica has the obligation to obviously come out of the, you know, come out of this knockout uh, matchup into the next round. And Roger Schmidt is going to think about that. So he's going to play his regular 11 because that's what he's done all year long. He's going to be the same guy. Yeah. Jean-Marie's going to play because of reasons just like Nunu M is saying in the chat. Which is crazy, Nuno. I love you, but these that the, the, the this idea that Di Maria can't play, that this guy can't play, this this and it's something that's bothered me. This is a pet peeve of mine, right? That in today's modern football, people are so infatuated with the defensive side of the ball that they forget that in order to win a soccer game, a football game, to win a basketball game, a hockey game, a bit whatever. The, Freaking game, you're a team game you're playing. You must score, right? You have to score. And so the Davinettes of this world need to play. They're, they're the guys that give magic, that give the beautiful moments of the game. And everybody's so infatuated with, well, they don't track back. I mean, guys, if, if this was football, there would be no Ronaldinho, no Messi, no Maradona, no Cristiano Ronaldo. Look, man, I, I get it. It's the new way of football, but there is room on the field for the Davinettes and the Di Maria. And a Rafa, right? Especially against a team like this. I understand if you're going out to play Liverpool or Real Madrid, I get it. Now you want to be maybe pull the you know real things in. I get it. But in a game like this, why not? Why not go out there? Bro, you win four three. A win's a win, right? Three points. But that's a conversation for another. Yeah. Do we know what uh Joan Neves uh status is for the game? I know we probably have, we haven't touched upon it in the podcast, but uh his mother passed <sighs> away. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, so is he going to be available for Thursday? Because you could slot João Mario in the center there, and then that opens up a wing spot for for Neres and Di Maria there. Yeah, the so wings. they um, so from what I've read, right, they had the wake of Lario today, and I think usually it's the next day. Well, next day, yeah. Next day, the, the, next day. The, yeah. the burials next day, obviously. Uh, I don't know if she's getting buried or if she's getting cremated. I, I I'm not really sure, and you know, take this opportunity to uh, to express our condolences to both him and and Tony Silva for their for their losses. Uh, but I don't know, Dave. I th- that's a that's a great question because if um, if the burial is tomorrow, depending when Benfica travels to Benfica usually travels in the morning. To France to when they go away uh, to France to get the early evening workout in or adaptation training in to the pitch. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I really don't know how that's going to work out. No, but, but the early morning the day before though. So that means they're traveling. Right. Tomorrow. They're traveling tomorrow. Right. But yes. The, so the, so the, if the if the funeral's tomorrow, he's. I mean, safe that, to say well, he's not going to be on that trip. That's that's the thing, and that's the thing that we got to look at right now and i'll be surprised if he is and i I, and i certainly uh, i think that as as somebody you you kind of need to give kids and this is a kid we're talking about right um a moment to process and i think that there's a lot of times that guys will say well i 
my mom would have wanted me to play. I want to be back on a field. But you also got to give uh, people time to process these losses. And especially for a kid so young that doesn't have the life experience yet to be able to process uh, a loss of this magnitude, right? A, an uncle or a grandfather is still uh, uh, important losses, but a, a, a mother... Uh, and especially when you have a video of him calling his mom on the field uh, after they've won the, the championship, um, he was close to his mom. He was close to his mom. Yeah, but I, I think you leave it up to him. Alfredo. Yeah, no, you I do. You leave every, it up to him. But I think, I think every I think every individual is different. I think, look, you played, I played, and the one place in the world where with all due respect, the love for mom and everything, right? It, it doesn't come into play. It's when you're playing on the field because your mind is so full. Like, you're into the game. You're not really thinking about anything else. And, again, it's individual. Like, you look at a guy like Brett Favre who lost his dad and, and the same day he went out there and had the greatest game of his career, yeah, some yeah. would say. Right? You've had players yeah, that just doubt. they want to be on the field because it helps them deal with the situation. Now, as you said, he's a youngster. We don't know how he's going to react, but I think it's to I think Rui Costa, I think the team is really going to leave it up to him. I don't think anyone's going to tell him he has to play or he doesn't have to play. Yeah. He'll tell a kid, whatever you want to do, we'll support you 100%. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there, just like I would not be surprised if he's not even there. Um, yeah. And look, I if, think it's if one he, of those things you handle with kid gloves. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, look, if he has to travel on. Uh, on the private jet, like uh, Rui Pedro does all the time, uh, so be it. To join the team in France a little later in the day, uh, so he doesn't miss his, it doesn't miss his, his mom's funeral. Uh, that's that's fine. Um, just just reading some stuff here. Uh, Nunu M. My opinion is our weakness is playing with Jomari and Di Maria on the wings. They can't press, and they hurt us defensively. Also, Koksu is playing out of position. Uh, he is not to work that hard in defense uh valid points my slb my opinion is not playing florentino who isn't having a great season and playing kokshu who also isn't playing up to the hype uh you know so a lot of good comments here uh, diogo Reyes says joan marty was actually pretty good against vizela and we'll get into that game shortly here and this means he's 100 percent playing in france especially with e even 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 Tinkstad was good against Bizello. We'll get into yeah. that. Jean even Tinkstad was good against Bizello. Yeah, Jason Gaidola saying Jean Mari was only uh, good in Liga games, and it's not consistent either. Um, you know, it's let's get uh, look. Let's let's get into that that Vizella game because uh, uh, you know I got a, some opinions that you guys. Uh, uh, that I would like to to run by you guys. Uh, so Benfica was back in action for the championship uh, this past uh, Sunday, uh, hosting Vizela. Third time that Benfica has played Vizela uh, this year. Truben was in goal. Ba, Araujo, Otamendi, Muratu, Neves and Juomari in the middle. Neres, Govea, Rafa and Tankstead. And, and quite a, a more than half the team was changed here. Uh, we found out uh, about Antonio Silva uh, that his grandfather has passed, had passed away. Uh, so Araujo was in there. Um, Muratu got the nod that left. Uh, in the middle, both Kokshu 
and uh, Tino were serving yellow card suspensions. So João Mario uh, got uh, got the nod in the middle along with Ned Neves. Uh, Di Maria com- coming off a, a Thursday game. Uh, figured it'd be a good chance to give Neves minutes and rest Di Maria. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, Govea was uh, was on the left. Rafa behind Tankstead. And, and look, I, I understand what Nuno was saying. And you look at this team and you watch this game and you watch how Benfica started uh, with the high press, pressing high, forcing mistakes by the opponent's defenders. I get it. Neres compress. Rafa compress. Tankstead compress. Govea compress. When you have a front line of uh, João Mario, Di Maria, Rafa, and Cabral, Right when you have those four guys, only one guy out of those four is able to press because he has speed, which is Rafa. Everyone else, you kind of and, and when you have that group of players, you can't have just one side press and the other side not press because all your pressing timings are going to be off. So if you know that Di Maria doesn't have a legs to press, he's never been a player to to press, uh, and this speaks to what Cristiano was saying before that Di Maria is a difference maker, is not a guy that's going to help you on defense. If you're waiting for him to help you on defense, then you got another thing coming. But certainly, these four guys allowed Benfica to be able to bring back that style, high press, forcing the the errors. But I I, I get it, I get it. Um, so uh, you know, and it was just something. Well, my that- my point is when you guys when any Freddy's us, when anyone listening goes to a Michelin star restaurant, you don't want the dishwasher cooking your steak, right? Everybody's got a job to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got the chef that gets all the credit, but all he does is just sit there, right? Tells people what to do. The other guys are really doing all the cooking, right? Everybody has a role. And not everybody on the soccer field can do the same thing. And so some guys are going to track back. Some guys are going to defend. So as long as it's not hurting the team, right, to where where his difference on the offensive side is not making the difference on the you know the, what what he adds on the on the offensive side is giving you less than what is than, than what the team is getting on the defensive side of the ball in terms of hurting more. I get like, it. Then I, I might understand, but bro, like it's Di Maria, it's these guys. These guys are the they're, they're the reason why you go. To a stadium, you don't go to a stadium to see Romani. You sixty thousand to go to see Romani. It's the Di Maria's of this world. You no? need everybody in conjunction to have a successful team, man. And I think that everybody's just so caught up that, bro, these guys are difference makers. Let them play. And yeah, you just adapt. Know, just, you it's... just adapt a different style. You can't ask Di Maria to press, <laughs> so you're not going to engage in the high press with those four guys. So guess what? You're just gonna have to adapt. Um, but real quick on on the on the game um, rotation, as I mentioned, uh, I thought that this could have been a good game to give uh, Carrera some more minutes. Uh, and why isn't Marcos Leonardo ready to start yet? I, I mean, is he that out of shape, or is he that out of sync, or out of touch in terms of what the team's dynamics are? I, I don't know. But uh, he said that uh, thanks that had been working well in, in practice. He came back from injury. He'd been working well. So he figured he'd give him some minutes. Hey, kudos, kudos to him for giving thanks that. O Caval Passaporta, todos, next, Jan. Um, yeah. 
But uh, just recapping the first the first half, 16 minutes, one nothing. Neres off a Tankstead uh, assist. 25th minute, 2 nothing. Otamendi off of a Neres assist. 30th minute, 3-0. Govea unassisted after the ball hit off the post. Um, in the 40-plus, 4-0. Neres off a half assist. And Benfica would close out the first half with his fifth goal, this time Rafa off of a Tankstead assist. Uh, so, like I said... I and, that, and, and that all that all really happened in, in a 30-minute span because the first 15, 16, yeah, it 17 was, they weren't minutes, good. it was a yawn fest. It was like, yeah, oh, was it, God, it another one good. of these games. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't and then they turn it on. So, yeah. the last half hour, that first half was just, they were flying. Yeah. Look, and by the way, Alfredo, give the guy some credit. When you say Govea scored off unassisted, uh, unassisted he, off the post, put himself say, in a position. By a beautiful. No, no, forget him. I think he's overrated, but I'll get into that in a second. But give the guy tanks that credit. It was his night. It was the nicest finish he's had in a while. Yeah. But unfortunately, hit the post. And he didn't and hit then, off of and anybody. And Govea. And no, and then exactly. And then that was Musa style. And then Govea was there to clean it up. But yeah, give 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 Tankstad some credit, Alfredo. Don't let the people wonder why well, the ball hit the post. Yeah, I you gotta tell the story. Yeah, you're buddy. perfectly honest. I didn't know who shot it. I couldn't remember it. I don't know if it was Rafa Tankstad. Tankstad left. He left. He checked the picked opposite corner. Yeah, and he went hit off the post. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but as I mentioned, high press from Benfica makes a lot of difference, right? Suffocating Vizela, keeping Vizela in their own half, uh, and then continue coming at them constantly. But you also, you know, it can't be all ball, you know, ball possession. You have to create. Uh, and there were some, there were some things there. Uh, coming out, of, coming out of the second half, up by five, up by five. Uh, Di, Di Maria uh, in a halftime substitution. Di Maria comes in for Rafa in a substitution that left everybody wondering, what is he thinking? I mean, why not? Alfredo, Di- elder, 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 elder Conduto said in like thirty. 30- <laughs> First, the third, whatever, in the thirty, sometime in the thirtieth minute mark, he says, "You're going to Di Maria, okay, sit." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> no, I'm but like, they they always warm up players throughout the first half. Exactly. That's customary. But but that's what I, even that was crazy. <laughs> but, but it was, was worth mentioning okay. by Conduto. <laughs> but I was praying, right? That that I was praying. Alfredo, you're wrong. I'm right, right? I was praying that it was just everybody warms up all the time, right? Yeah. But no. Alfredo, this mother, he had this guy warm up to actually come in in a game that you should have at halftime. You should have been taking out Di Maria. You should have taken out Otamendi. Put Morato in the middle. Bring in Carreras. Put him at left back. These are the types of moves you should have been doing. Taking out Arsenal. Arsenal was on the bench already. I'm sorry. Taking out the guys, the older guys, giving them a day off. And Dave, this is the criticism I was talking to you about. And I just don't understand what the hell this coach is thinking. Yeah. Why is he overcomplicating things? Imagine, Dave, if you want to defend this guy. I'm going to do this like the little kid, the eight-year-old. Dave, put your hands in your pockets and dream and imagine that Aldi Maria comes into this game in a 5 nothing game or even a 5-1 game at the time, right, because the other team scored a goal um, to, to pull one back real soon into the second half. But imagine Di Maria now picks up an injury. And now he's unavailable for Toulouse. Yep. He's unavailable for Porto. He's unavailable for Sport. Yep. Think about what necessity did you forget about Dave? Forget about the fact that Di Maria is. Why is he talking to you, Dave? And, 
<laughs> because I'm 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 ready. I'm oh. ready to, to defend. Oh, we are okay. nitpicking something. We, we are nitpicking here. It's, we're we're living in fantasy. What if yeah. you picked up? I was up wondering why he was talking to you. I what thought if, he was talking to you. What general. if an asteroid came and hit the stadium and we had to suspend the stadium? We're talking about hypotheticals here. That uh, no, it's, not, it's not really hypothetical. The There's the a high is, chance, bro. Yeah, he's 36 years old. He's burnt out. He's played tired. a game and on the game, Thursday. The game, that game against Toulouse, bro, he was there. He played a whole game against Toulouse. He was just there just to be there. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, Dave, there are substitutions in a football match that need to be made. And then there are substitutions that you avoid at all costs. And this substitution, of bringing in a Di Maria, bringing in an Ausnes, and doing all this nonsense. And, and, and granted, granted, Dave, I'm, I'm going to give you one here, okay? We were minus Koksu and Tino because of yellow card accumulation. So his his options were limited, but I still think he could have done without, especially without Di Maria. He could have taken out, what's his name, Um, Otamendi, who's played every second, it seems like, of every game. Again, bringing Morato into the middle, Carreras on the left. And then, like, the substitutions he makes, man, annoys me. It's a 5-1, 6-1, 5-1. And then he waits till it's 6-1, and he's bringing in Rollheiser in the 89th minute. And I swear to God, I'll send you guys – I'll post it on Twitter if you guys want. Me and Hugo were talking about during the game about the players on a bench, and I said, watch him bring him in in the 89th minute. And God damn it, he did it. <laughs> and it makes no it's sense. Too What's he doing? What's he doing? It's I mean, how are you – explain to me, Dave. And I promise I will be quiet after this, and I will pass on the mic to you because I've, I've done too much talking today. Dave, explain to me. How is it beneficial to a player like Rojas? What are you really doing to this player? You're not developing him. You're not adapting. What are you doing besides getting him a, a game bonus? He played in the he game. Must, played in the game, must, so he's getting a bonus. He must not have the trust uh, in these players yet yeah. to go in, no, just... even at a 5-1. You must not have the trust. That's all I – if I've got to defend him, he's not going to – he probably doesn't have the trust. I said the same this. about uh, Pristani, Pristani that he only made the squad because of – the lack of, uh, of players, right? But the lack of players, so he made the squad just yeah. by default. He wasn't. There, he so. wasn't scheduled. Bro, he was never on. planned for him second. to play. But hold on a second. Hold on. A second. Let me let me let me reel this back. You're gonna tell me that a coach who puts a stamp of approval on a player acquisition, a player acquisition that they actually paid an additional five hundred thousand to make sure he came in now rather than in the summer. So you're going to tell me that a coach stamped this acquisition, and then you tell me that he doesn't have trust in him in a 5-1 game? I mean, Jesus, dude, this is... you talking about Presti or you talking about Roheiser? Roheiser, I'm Okay, okay. Roheiser, they paid an additional 500 to bring him in now. Yeah. If you don't have trust, if I'm your player, and I sit down and you don't use me in a 5-1 because of a lack of trust, coach, you've lost me. You've lost me. It, it sounds like he's already been lost, so he's not. You can't uh, reel him in. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, uh, you know, I think that there's, I, there's. I a, still can't believe that we're nitpicking things in a six-one. Nah, you you would have thought we we lost here. No, nah, Dave, I think it's a it's a combination of of things that have gone on these past couple months, uh, and I think. No, that... but Alfredo, Alfredo, Dave, a coach's job is not obviously winning game is the end all be all, right? But a coach's job, it, it, that's why if you pay attention nowadays in the English term, 
It's no longer a coach. It's called a manager because he's there to manage a team, manage players. It's not just coach. Because at the end of the day, if you, if you, and for those of you that have never been to a professional team's practice, but a coach does nothing. He sits there with his hands in his balls and blows a whistle. It's his assistants that do it all. Coach yep. doesn't even do that. And then even the scheme he comes up with, he's talking to his assistants. Right, he has the final word. But at the end of the day, the coach has to manage and rotate players. And so he gets to say yes or no on player acquisition. He gets to say who makes the day roster, the game roster. And then you don't use players because, quote, you don't trust them in a 5-1 game? Coach, my man. You're getting this all wrong. And Dave, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's not nitpicking. Is that there is more to the job. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Dave? And you know this. And you're no dummy. I'm not trying to talk to you like you're dumb. And I apologize if you're taking it that way because it's not the way I make. I, I'm trying to come out. But Dave, you, you I'm, know what I'm, I'm not saying, taking right? it. I'm not taking there, it that way. I'm there, just thinking. I just think it's we always have something to uh, to pick on with Roger if it's. Not six one, like like I felt there was more criticism in that Toulouse game than in this uh, yeah, this but, but Dave, game. But Di Maria doesn't need to play this game, dude. He doesn't need to play. But but then again, if we're talking about managing, maybe Rogers managing his his ego. Maybe you, you know that behind the scenes, Di Maria is. Maria, I don't Di Maria is he, smarter than that, bro. Di Maria, Di Maria would welcome. Um, he would welcome the uh, the change. You would welcome the rest. To be no honest say, with you. no say, no say, Alfred. Alfred, that listen, I, I gotta kind of like, I, you know, not defend Dave, but I kind of like gotta put myself in the neutral position here. And I don't know, I, I can't, I, I don't know that for a fact. I think Di Maria is the type of guy that wants to play a lot. But at the end of the day, it's look, Di Maria can't be making the call. The coach has to. Yeah, make absolutely. This call. You're 36 years old. You're coming off a World Cup. You haven't had much break here, okay? You've played a lot of football over the last 12 months. We need you fresh for these crucial games that are coming up. The coach has to be the cool head, not the player. Yeah. Because every player wants to play. You ask Di Maria. You ask Otamendi. Bro, you ask you ask the Vinetes. You ask freaking the worst player on this roster, and they'll tell you, I want to play every second of every single game. Yeah, I get it. But that's not it. their job. It's the coach's job. To say no, the coach has to be the smart. He has to be the one thinking two, three, four games ahead. It's not the players. The players are worried about now. Yeah, let me um, let me just uh, recap the rest of this game so we can move on. I think that Dave dropped off that internet in Canada's war is uh, acting up again. Um, five one uh, in the forty eighth minute, so they clawed one back off a Trubin clearance that the hit a player's back and they were able to recover. In the 66th minute, Auschwitz came in for Jornevsch. In the 71st minute, Trubin saved the PK. He now has three PKs, and I think that he that's a record for the season where he ties some significant names uh, in Bifika's goal uh, by saving three PKs in one season. 76th minute, Leonardo came in for for Tankstead. In the 88th minute, Leonardo, off of a Neres feed, put uh, the finishing touches on the scoreboard. 6-1 for Benfica. And then, uh, as we have mentioned, been mentioning, 89th minute, Carreras comes in for Govea and Rollheiser comes in for Neres in the 89th minute. And, and look, uh, I'm with you, Chris. If I'm a player and I'm being brought in in the 89th minute, 
you have to think is this guy is this guy effing kidding me uh you know but the thing is that we i saw something on on um on on media and i think a ball i think joe mari was on the he did an interview or a podcast wherever it was and he was, yeah he, he did an interview with he, um, he, he, he oh my god Pedro Pinto. Yeah, he had. Yes, that was like 11 sports. Yeah, so. he had great things to say about Schmidt in terms of a coach, in terms of a manager, in terms of a person. So, which which leads me to believe that there's there's a relationship between the coach and the players in a way that I knew it, then. I knew then. That's why I played second. They shakabar. So. There's there's a relationship. There's a lot of conversations. I'm sure if players hold him in that regard, in terms of him, the human being that he is, the manager that he is, there's obviously conversations. Is it acceptable for a player to come in in the 89th minute? I think it's a waste, especially when you're winning five ninth five nothing at at the half. Why not get get these guys some burn? Uh, get these guys from repetition. So I don't know if 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 players take it the wrong way. It all depends on what kind of relationship they have with Schmidt. It all depends on what kind of communication they've had with Schmidt. It all depends on what promises have been made by Schmidt. Schmidt could have said, "Hey, I'm going to put you in two minutes here, two minutes there, and we'll we'll get you there. We'll get you." Uh, look, I I don't know, but is I to me, Di Maria didn't need to play. Carreras could have been getting a lot more minutes. Rollheiser, if, if, if he's an option off the bench and he counts on him, Rollheiser should have been getting more minutes. Marcus Leonardo should have been getting more minutes. Um, and then you, you you rest the guys that you need to rest. Um, so I just, you know, it's... it's and, and I know, Dave, I know your angle, you know, we're nitpicking at 6-1, but it's just... Things that we've been seeing from Roger Schmidt over and over and over and over and over again. And like you said, regardless of what I do, I'm always going to be criticized. Because that's what we do. As Benfica fans, our expectations are very high. Uh, and, you know, we question things that don't make sense to us. I think that's a natural uh, natural reaction that any fan uh, that understands uh, half a lick of, of football um, is going to say. Um, so anyway, second half wasn't as good as the first. But, but Alfredo, time. but hold on. I was, I was quiet because I was waiting for Dave to jump in, but he didn't, so I'm, I'll jump in. When you say that, maybe the promises he's made to play, I'm going to bring you two minutes here to Bro, that's what you do with an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old kid that's just coming from the B team, and you're like, oh, bye, and he's just happy to be there, right? And it's 5-1, 6-1. He's like, hey, I just get to get in, and that's cool. I may never play on this team, so I don't care. I'm, I'm playing. But not when you're trying to develop a guy that is going to be a key part of your team next year because Rafa's not coming back. Di Maria most likely not come back. So this guy is expected to be one of your key guys next year. You have an obligation to develop this kid. Chris, this I, can't kid say with I can't say with certainty that that's what happened. In the same way that you can't say with certainty what do you that, mean? that what, he's... What do you uh, mean what happened? What do you mean? What happened? When you say you can't say what that's, that he's what not happened. having what? conversations with these players that he would normally have with an eighteen-year-old, I can't say that for sure. That those conversations don't happen. I we don't know what goes on behind uh, closed doors at the Seychelles. We'd like to well, think, but that's that where we the criticism. But Alfredo, but that's where the criticism comes in, buddy. 
right? You 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 like it, you're leading right into my trap, which is that's where the com- that's where the expectations and the common sense, right? We criticize because again, when you spend nine and a half million on a player, you're not treating that kid like he's an eighteen year old that just making an appearance here and there. You don't know you understand? that. Understand? It's common sense. Uh, Chris, it's, it's you don't know that. Sense. You don't know that. We don't know that. No, bro. Then we don't know. Then for that, close up the podcast because we don't know nothing. We're just here. Well, we're, we're here but, talking uh, about. Well, <laughs> but apparently, is what I mean, none what, of us what know. Schmidt has been leading us to believe is that we don't know shit, and he knows everything. Okay, but again, Dave says we're nitpicking. We're not nitpicking. We're criticizing common sense here. Yeah, well, well that's what we are. Common sense leads you to believe that the play again. What any coach, what any normal coach would do, is you bring in your least used players to get more experience, Correct. right, and to get adapt, especially a guy that just came from Argentina. But he's doing the opposite. So, again, obviously, we don't know nothing. No. We're just all here speculating and giving our opinion. I'm right. giving my opinion. Right. We're just speculating because we don't we don't know the other side. Great. So, Agreed. yeah, we could sit here and and speculate and using the, the our own logic of what we know about football, about some of the experiences that we, we've had. Uh, but I, you know, we can't say for certain what kind of conversations are going on, what relationships he has with players, how players, in what kind of regard he he's held by players. We we don't know any of that. We don't know. We're kind of we're going we're going blind by what we we feel is the logic when the logic may be something else. And this is just me playing devil's advocate, Chris, because I'm on your side. I understand, Dave. But- yeah. I got you off. I got you. Dave, <laughs> did, did Roger Schmidt take over your Svetovic soft side? Is that is that your new? <laughs> I, I guess yeah. There's got to be somebody I got to defend uh, on here, so I'll take the arrows for for. Roger. We love you, Dave. That's what makes a podcast great. We can't have everybody agreeing on the same thing. So, bring it on, brother. It's it's fun and games. Let's go. That's what the people are here to Freddie tune in. Because they want to hear our opinion. So, Dave, you're entitled to your opinion. We love you. And, and and look, at the end of the day, and when you look at paper, I'm the crazy one. You're the one that's right. So, it is what it is. You've got, you, you're winning games. That's it. That's all that matters. Everything yeah. else is noise. Zach is uh, is saying, Austin's really pissing me off. I don't know why a <laughs> utility player is being used by, as a starter. I know somebody that, that's, that has I'll been thinking that God, for the I'll past three of. months. Dave, I, Alfredo, I swear to God, that I know. I I'm not Zach. I did not write that. I swear to God, that's not me. I swear to but, God, but that's I not know, me. I know you have similar, <laughs> you have similar feelings, and it may be the unpopular opinion, but there's, there's logic, there's logic to, well, to your opinion. I, I don't go as far as Zach and call him a man a scrub, but I just think you treat the guy like a superstar, and at the end of the day, he's not a difference maker. He's an addition to a well-oiled machine. Yeah. He makes it tick. He's not the guy that's going to be over there making, you know, the, the, the difference between three points or not. So right. I think he gets put on a pedestal that he doesn't deserve to be in. And, again, nothing against the players. He's a, he's a really good player, but that's all it is. He is not, you know, uh, the guy that you build around. Dave, he's a piece. Uh, so. stats so we can move on. We got to rain yeah. in uh, Cristiano. It's getting late. 
we we spoke all the, about all these goals that we scored, and we didn't even mention our boy uh, Trubin there with his uh, third penalty save. Uh, could have made it five two at that time if the goal Good had shout, gone Dave. in, but uh, saved a, a penalty there to keep it uh, with only one the one goal conceded. Uh, did you know that's already his third penalty save of this season? It took yep. uh, him seven months to save three penalties, and it took Vlakodimos five years to save uh, four penalties. So. Trubin's on a much better uh, path here than than Vlaco. Uh, don't do else? that, Dave. Dave, don't do that. I'm still <laughs> did I just jinx it? Did I did no, I just no, jinx no, it no. now? No, I got hate for years because I used to call Vlaco Dimos. You know, I said he's a really nice person. And again, going back to that Romari stuff about I, now I know why Romari plays because he's blowing the coach left <laughs> and right. But Vlaco Dimos is similar. Vlaco Dimos is look. I, I I like the dude. Dealt with him off the field. He's a really nice guy. But on the field. I was vocal about it, and Dave, I, I got a lot of hate, so I just I suggest yeah. don't don't say anything like that because your eight seven D O eight seven account is going to get flooded. Sorry, did I just give out your your handle? My bad, Dave. I'm that's sorry. it. That's it. No, it's no worries. Right on the screen, bring bro. on, bring bring on all the Vlaco hate. I'm not uh, taking any arrows for that. Uh, that. I, I I think Nottingham fours right now feels our pain. I think every time he, he plays, it's five in the back of the net for sure. No, he's not ever gonna. I don't unless the other two keepers ahead of him go uh, down injured. He's not touching the pitch the rest of the. Uh, Matt the Turner, season. the American, he took the American spot, and I think he got it back right because of Vlako. No, they they went play. and uh, they went and bought another keeper in in the winter transfer <laughs> yeah, market. So, so, so the they third. spent. So they spent eleven million on 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 Turner. They spent ten million on on Vlaco, and then they said that, that, that. So they're pulling the Roger Schmidt left back situation, right? It's the same yeah. thing. We're just gonna keep buying players yeah. until we get one right. All right, um, <laughs> let's let's uh, start bringing this in. Uh, Benfica will play uh, Portimonense this uh, coming Sunday, one p.m. Portimonense. What's Portimonense up to these days, Dave? Uh, this season, they're currently in 13th with 22 points from six wins, four draws, 12 defeats. Coming in, uh, one win, one draw, three defeats in their last five. Historically, 40 wins, nine draws, two defeats in the previous 51 uh, meetings. Uh, last five, four wins, and one defeat coming back in October 2021. Yeah. And uh, Malgatius is saying Cristiano is only proven right when a player leaves the club. Before then, he's wrong. <laughs> now, and look uh, to his defense, and I've admitted this to Cristiano. And I don't have I don't have a problem in admitting this publicly. There's a lot of things that Cristiano is uh anos à frente, like Luis Fliviera. He's ten years ahead of everyone, <laughs> and I've told him that. I've told him, Cristiano, you don't, know, don't compare you, me to that guy. I'm, you, I don't want to wind up in jail. Don't I was gonna say, keep him away from the light. I was gonna say, yeah. uh, Cristiano, uh, Cristiano, you were right. Three months ago, you said this, and you're right. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that Cristiano. Few, few things. I say some crazy. Yeah. Things. Regardless of how up. he gets there and how he expresses himself when he's talking about those things, because sometimes these things are kind of like pro idea prototypes or opinion prototypes. Think about the BMW when it put out their these concept cars, and that's what Cristiano does. He'll like he call me up, and we're talking about something. You know. I have this opinion about this guy, and I know that a lot, a lot of people see this, and I might get a lot of hate for it, but this is what I feel. And then two, three months down the road, sure enough, everything lines up really nice. Uh, for Cristiano. Wow, you, so, I, so I give so him a lot of credit for that. Can, 
Quem sabe, sabe. Quem, Quem sabe, sabe. sabe. Quem não palavra. sabe, pois. That's it. Não, I'm joking. I'm joking. Portuguese But, yo, porn capital of the world. Diogo, my boy Diogo. Still, we have to mention Vlog the Demos every podcast. Every time. Yes, yes Diogo. And now every because time. we know it annoys you. I'm gonna mention it every time, every more. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the Vlaco moment. Uh, anyway, tricky game against Portimonense. Portimonense is already. Uh, I think they they gave a, a Porto a, a tough game and also Braga, if I'm not mistaken. No chance they gave Porto a tough game. Please They've looked at it. Looked that up. Look look at uh, the past results from Portimonense against both uh, Braga, Sporting, and Porto. Let, let me know. You guys recall? You guys recall that Porto Portimonense game in Portimonense where oh. they, where they were Jackson all the, Martinez? the first post. <laughs> no, no, Miss I'm not even talking about that. But remember, they were defending. They were all defending like yeah. The, I don't know what the hell they, they left oh. the whole team behind them on Mark. They're, they're not called Portimonense for nothing. Dave, Porto you got him. They they uh, Porto Porto beat them only one nothing. Yeah, that was close. The uh, they lost six <laughs> one to Braga. Uh huh. Uh, What did they do to Sporting? Sporting, they lost 2-1 uh, to Sporting. So, right. uh, and Sporting left it late, though, yeah. if we want to keep it tough. Look, I think it's uh, it's going to be a, a tricky game, as as all games have been. We are at Stadio Luz, right, Dave? Or are we away? Yeah, we're at home. Yeah, we're at we're home, home against Portimonense. So, Vizela at home. Uh, and then Portimonense uh, also. Why back to back? Why back to back? I don't know. There, there's like me? a there's a weird thing that both uh, in the first half of the season and the second season there's a couple games that we get back to back games at uh, Stade Luz. I don't know how that works out. Scheduling things, you know how that works. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, then we go to no, but it's different competition. Never yeah. mind. I was gonna say then we go two games on a row, but it's different competition. Yeah. So. Uh, Lastly, I just uh, want to mention uh, the the young kid Diogo uh, Ribeiro, uh, the swimmer for um, for being oh. a world champion on the 50 meter and 100 meter butterfly. Christian, do you know how to swim butterfly style? Bro, I'm the best at sinking. <laughs> world champ. World champ. Sinking. Sinking world champ. <laughs> Everything <laughs> else. I actually, I, I actually learned how to, how to float not too long. Gafanya the Nazare, bro. You should be like a, a an elite swimmer, bro. Bro, have you seen those waves, bro? You can't. Yeah, those you waves are crazy. That's Maluk. Yeah, I was free. That's Maluk. You know that, bro. so much do Sandy Hook. You know what I mean? Look, Nazare. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy Hook beat, but um, no, I'm not. I'm not a world like like my, you know. I'm not a good swimmer. Enough to save my life, but if you're sinking, yeah. if you're drowning next to me, that's fuzzy. Sorry, <laughs> don't count on you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not even as a flotation device. <laughs> no, that I could do. That I could do. But anyway, yeah, we'll both we'll both be sinking. The boat be sinking. The boat be sinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, huge, huge wins for uh, Portuguese swimming. I don't think we've ever had uh, any titles of that type. Uh, and I know that these are the world championships. Uh, Olympics are usually much tougher. Uh, but at 19, and understanding that I was watching some interview with him, uh, and understand. But why, why, why is the Olympics tough? Well, I guess because USA, right? But aren't USA swimmers? In the world, because I mean, world. I'm, I'm just. I get so confused nowadays with these world titles. Stuff. There's um, because world, right? Yeah, there's a different preparation for the Olympics uh, as there is for for world championships. What they do more steroids? 
that's the preparation. No, it's just you know, it's it's a it's a competition that happens every four years, and I think that the yeah. athletes have a program that they follow to reach the Olympics at tip top shape. This thing in in Doha, and when is the next Olympics? Next year, Dave? I think. I think it's, it's next here year. in the states, right? Um, Isn't it still Paris? Wait. Paris. What's Paris, the Olympics Paris. this year? Is it or is it already? No, it, I think the Olympics is next. Next right year. this? No, it's twenty twenty four. This July. Yeah, in Paris, in Paris. right? Dave? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. So, so yeah. yeah, I think that, that there's programs that you kind of follow. Uh, I don't know if, if so, all the elite. So you saying this kid has no chance? No, I'm uh, I'm not saying that he hasn't had a chance because both at the junior level he's dominated, and now he's dominated in at the world senior level, if you want to call it. Uh, Does anybody know, Dave, do you know if American swimmers participate yeah, in the I'm world sure championships? He sure finished, they, they beat, uh, the American finished second. Yeah, I'm sure oh, they, so this I'm sure got they a legit do. shot then. No, he, he does. He's got a legit shot. He, he does, as a, okay. he has a legit shot. He's 19. As I mentioned in his interview, he knows that he, he still has some certain, certain areas of his uh, technique that he needs to work on. The entry into the pool, um, he still needs to work on that. So at 19, he still has a large margin of progression. And if he could be a world champion at the world championships, I think it makes him a good candidate to, to be a medalist in the Olympics. So uh, I'm hoping for that. Portugal doesn't have too many uh, medals, as you guys know. So it'll be something uh, Rosa interesting. Rosa Mota, Carlos Lopes. Uh, but uh, right? eighty-eight. I don't even remember. It was. Uh, but why didn't uh, eighty-eight? Why didn't Roger put him in in the sightieth minute? That's what I want to know. Who? Who? The swimmer. Hey, Dave, because he's only good in the fast in the last fifty meters. That's so it. maybe bring him on the eighty-nine then. Ninety plus five, you would have been good. Anyway, that bro, is... our podcast is really we go from <laughs> rocks on ice. We cover everything. Rocks man. on we, ice. We we'll give you a good landscape. The yeah, curling. Oh, no, well, stones. Dave, have you been paying attention? Have you been rocks, stones, same thing. Dave, have you uh, have you been keeping up with the with our um, Portuguese Canadian? I have. Or... I haven't been following them uh, too closely, uh, but uh, I I have them on a couple of social medias on Facebook and Twitter. So I gotta take a peek and see what they're up to. Okay. All right, that's all you got. All right. That's all we got uh, for you tonight. Next uh, next week, we'll be back. We'll recap this Toulouse game and also the Portimonense game. And look uh, ahead to a very, very, very uh, crucial period for in Benfica season where they will be playing uh, Sporting a couple times, one of them for the Portuguese Cup. And uh, we'll also we'll have... And then we play Porto right after we'll, them. Yeah, we play Porto. Yeah, that's right. And we then we play Sporting right after Porto, if I'm not mistaken. All right, guys. Thank you very much for checking us out. Um, we'll see you again uh, next week. Thank you, all the Freddies that were in the chat. Thank you, everyone that's going to listen to this a little later. We appreciate you tremendously. Have a great one. Later. <laughs>